0: I'm Nick Filardi. I'm Jason Thilbar. Welcome to the world's second finest podcast. Today we're talking about Batman Adventures issue seven, which came out March 2nd, 1993. It had a new artist on the book, Mike Parobeck. Other than that, the issue team remains the same, Kelly Puckett writing, Rick Burchett on inks, Rick Taylor on colors, Tim Harkins on letters, and Scott Peterson editing. This issue featured Killer Croc fighting in an underground wrestling event, while Batman looks for a new mobster in town. As always, Batman Adventures continues to be the best book on the stands. I don't think I'm controversial in saying that. Do you, Jason?
1: (laughs) Oh, no, no, not at all. Especially this (laughs) week. Ooh, Ooh, it was rough.
0: So I wrote I wrote the synopsis for Detective Comics, and I think that it echoes the level of engagement that I felt this week with Detective Comics. Detective Comics actually shipped late, but since there's going to be two Detective Comics issues and two Batman issues because Nightfall is starting next pod, we're just going to magically make it not ship late in this pod. (laughs) So instead of it shipping late, it shipped on time. Yeah. Revisionist history. I concur. I concur. This is Detective Comics 658. It had Chuck Dixon writing and Michael Netzer on pencils. It featured Hugo Strange trying to kill Lucius Fox. He doesn't kill him. That's the whole issue. I believe it was titled Plot Armor was the the title of the story. Man, the whole issue just really bad (laughs) lucius fox just like being like i'm not getting along with my family because i'm listening to this cassette tape and i'm just like jason i batman was a mistake batman was a mistake
1: i in in a certain respect sure but also (laughs) like we're the, we're the ones doing the podcast about it, so, you know.
0: We've done it to ourselves so that our listenership doesn't have to.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, you know, some of the some of the bad movie podcasts I listen to when they say that it's not even fun to watch. And I'm like, you know what? I'm happy you watched that for me. Thank you.
0: Thank you. That's, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yep, um, that's all I really need to know about that. <laughs> so uh, Hugo Strange is trying to kill Lucius Fox by playing a cassette tape that, like— hypnotizes
1: him or something yeah yeah
0: hypnotizes or whatever yeah i checked by the way they still don't mention hugo strange by name so i guess it could just be anybody and then at the end hugo strange is like he can't speak because robin kicked him in the throat but then i was like no he didn't like i i read the comic he didn't do that like I went back and I was like, he never got kicked in the th- If somebody got kicked in the throat, I would have enjoyed this issue more, which is no, why no, I was he, like. He,
1: he did it in the other room, clearly. <laughs> he did
0: it in the other room.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: where's where's your suspension of
1: disbelief? You know, can
0: I read the comic that's set in the other room? Because I would really appreciate that. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's all of detective comics.
1: It's all about the throat kicks that you don't show. OK, throat kicks are like jazz. (laughs) Yeah. It's all about the
0: throat kicks that you don't show. So, okay. All right. Here's the other thing is I was listening to like our previous pods, you know, cause as I'm like editing them and I'm like, man, we are really like, like I, I give the synopsis and then we're like, eh, book was okay. And then we just move on. And, and I'm like, are we really giving these issues like enough coverage? And then like, I read this one. And I was like, we're giving it enough time. Like, we've already given it too much time. Let's move on. Batman 491. It was also on stands. Jim Aparo on art. Doug Munch writing. Issue opens with a robot approaching a military armory. I guess this is one, what one of Bane's henchmen does, like, operate the robot, I guess. This is, like, one of his things. Because we have Bird who has a bird. And I guess this guy is robot who has a robot.
1: All I could think of when the robot was coming in was uh, faintly the music that that plays uh, in Flight of the Navigator when it, there's like a, a little robot like montage scene, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it's just this like 80s style just can't really move. And it's just on shreds. And I'm just yeah, like, yeah, uh,
0: the army could have beaten that robot by just pushing it down. Oh, yeah.
1: No, my, my eight year old nephew could have beaten that robot with like one of <laughs> I his Beyblades, you know, like that's. Yeah, that's not yeah, like- yeah.
0: <laughs> you could have Beybladed that robot. Here's oh, yeah. the thing, though. The robot was basically it's just treads in a cylinder. And then like it was it was shooting at the I think it was shooting at them or absorbing gunfire. I, I can't remember, but it, it was uh it was kind of neat, especially after reading Detective Comics. I was like, yes, give me anything. Please entertain me. I love I love hearing your
1: struggle of like, am I being fair to these? Like, or are we being fair to these? And then you just like kind of explained why, like, yeah, I think we're being fair. You know, I think we're giving it
0: just about as much
1: attention as we need to give it.
0: (laughs) The thing is, is that like, especially this week, I was like, let's sprint through these because the batman adventures book was so good especially compared to these like these were just not great uh basically batman 491 is about setting up nightfall so they're busting uh uh, arkham asylum so here here let me get back into let me get back into my synopsis all right the robot beats up the army guys blows up the gate lots of explosives were stolen i don't if they could build the robot i don't know why they need explosives but here we are Bane decides he's going to blow up Joker's cell in Arkham Asylum. And he does this by attaching a bomb to a balloon and then birds, the henchman bird, his bird, then flies over Arkham Asylum. Then Bane shoots the balloon with a rifle and then the bomb falls onto Joker's cell and then it opens up Joker's cell. And then Joker, while loose, opens up all the other cells Then when all those cells are open, Joker decides he's going to capture and torture Jeremiah Arkham for a bit before making his escape with all the other prisoners. Bane aids their escape by airdropping crates of rifles out of a helicopter. The robot guy is in the helicopter. He's dropping these crates of rifles onto the grounds at Arkham Asylum for the prisoners to fight with the police who arrive. Bane accurately assesses that batman will be on the scene but will end up letting prisoners go if he's preoccupied with saving the people who work at the asylum joker escapes after some light torture with jeremiah arkham and all the other prisoners are gone batman has saved the people inside bane is in the helicopter helicoptering away helicoptering that's a thing it is now (laughs) he's helicoptering away he's he's watching batman on the roof just wail in grief over what's happened with all with this giant break and Bane says quote if i didn't want his blood so badly i'd almost pity him also Asriel gets a haircut this issue yeah that was that was
1: a pretty jarring smash cut
0: uh what do what you think of the of the breakout in uh Batman 491 Jason
1: uh eh, it was fine
0: you know it was it, fine it, they they can't all be hits right they can't all The thing is, is that like this is setting up Nightfall and I in my mind, I'm like Nightfall is going to be great. And now I'm like, is Nightfall going to be great? Maybe not. I mean, I haven't read read Nightfall in
1: years. I mean, books like this are like one of the reasons why around this age, I was like 12, 13. Like I started uh, getting more and more into like, you know, underground and like indie books like at the time even if I was, like, a bit too young for them or at least to, like, understand them because, like, these kinds of stories were, like, even when I was that age, I was, like, starting to be, like, eh, really? You know, like, you're gonna... You're gonna have a bird with a balloon? Why not just have the bird be, like, some huge, like, you know, rare made-up bird and just have it drop the fucking bomb or something like that, you you know, like... they have
0: a helicopter. Yeah. Like, yeah, what are we doing? We have a, a robot with bombs in him to blow up the gate to get bombs i'm like what are we doing yeah yeah it's many it's it's multiple hats on hats i think let me ask you this because you were saying that around this time you started to kind of outgrow you were still reading it but you were like kind of outgrowing it and getting into more uh more adult uh independent comics do you think that Batman nowadays? Have you read any new Batman? Like when I say new, I mean like in the last 10 years. I don't think so because I think the last Batman stories I've
1: read were Batman Black and White, you know, Long Halloween, Dark Victory, that you know, the low. Yeah, sales you're talking stuff. late
0: 2000s. Yeah, or, I or think, like mid 2000s.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I think tangentially, I remember a few years ago I bought uh, the first couple of trades of uh, Gotham Academy because uh, I I'll I'll read anything oh, yeah. that that Becky Coolan uh, writes or draws, you know. And, sure. And those and those were a lot of fun, you know, but like. It wasn't anything that like you know I was like oh
0: that was that yeah that was worth you know good story liked it. I'm wondering if there was a noticeable shift at some point in Batman these books these comics Batman four ninety one and Detective Comics felt like we're talking to a ten year old this is for children yeah yeah oh totally totally. And I know, I know that that's not the goal with a lot of, like, Batman comics nowadays. Nowadays, they want to talk to, like, 25 to 35. It feels like that anyway. And I wonder if there was, like... A noticeable, if it was a gradual shift, or if it was like this isn't selling, we're gonna do this now. You know, I I don't know what the answer is. I think it was more like they they wanted to try to
1: lean into the the sort of like you know darker like edgier thing. And I can't remember completely, but I'm pretty sure like you know like Dark Knight Returns for example, like they just published it without the code. You know, so they're just like this is gonna be a non code book, and DC would do that every yeah. once in a while. Uh, but they, they still wanted this stuff to be code books because they, they thought then though probably wrong that they, they wouldn't be on newsstands, which was still at least for Marvel and DC at the time, like, uh, yeah. And still like a good chunk of the money. The best example I can think of is like when they try to take, like, uh, I I hadn't seen it, but remember when like they tried a reboot of like Die Hard or something like that, but they made it like PG 13 and everyone was just like, this just sucks. It's like, yeah. Why are you making Die Hard PG 13? You know, so it's right. just like if you want if if you want to make like a dark story that like even if it's not like uh, gratuitous right like a gratuitous violence or something right like if you want to make like a complicated mm-hmm. story then fuck it like you have to go like you know no restrictions like like Sandman for example is like it's quote unquote suggested for immature readers not necessarily because like there might be a boob in there or someone might say fuck but like. You know, sure, that's in there, but a lot of it is like, you know, I I was reading Sandman when I was like 13 and 14 and like getting some of it, you know, and then I'd reread it when I was older and I, you know, got more of it. But like Neil Gaiman wasn't writing it for like, oh, I got to make sure to make this light enough uh, so the, you know, the 10 year olds reading this will understand, you know. So I think that I I think it was a function of like they wanted to go uh, way more like like kind of darker and more violent uh, but somehow try to make it kid friendly still, which sure, is like, sure, which like you can you can kind of do that, I guess. But it's just so
0: fucking hard. Yeah. They talk about in the letters columns, like at every issue, almost Scott Peterson has been like, we love the killing joke. Like, that's the gold standard for uh, Batman. And and I'm like, yeah, that that arc is cool, but it's like, yeah, you can't make books for kids and then be like we're making it grimdark because it just feels it just feels weird
1: yeah yeah or or you or you have to accept that like you know you're gonna push some things that might be a little weirder or scarier for your younger audience you know like uh, like adventure time like i love adventure time and it's definitely written yeah. for a younger audience like it's you know but there are some parts and scenes in Adventure Time where I'm like, oh, yeah, if I was 10 and I saw this, I'd probably like it, but I'd also be a little freaked out. And,
0: you know, and that's yeah. cool,
1: you know, but I, I think like when you don't when you don't accept that, you know, I, I think that's yeah. what's driving a lot of the a lot of the 90s uh, bat books. It seems like it seems like, you know, but may, who knows? Maybe it's it's been so long since I've read Nightfall, maybe like once I get into it. I'll be like, oh, okay. Like, so the prelude was just, you know, a little thin, and maybe the meat of
0: the story will will rescue. That's what I'm hoping for. Let's talk about the last regular Batman book that we talk about, Shadow of the Bat Eleven. It was also on stands. Alan Grant writing, Vince Giordano on art. Featured a breakout from Blackgate Prison. Cadaver is on the loose. He's a death obsessed villain with a plan to raid an animal lab for. some reason we don't know why he's putting together a crew of henchmen from the one henchman who also broke him out of black gate that henchman's gonna call his buddies he uh sets up in a large crypt in a graveyard it's uh totally rat. it's like really visually interesting i really liked cadaver i i didn't know anything about him yeah i, re- I really i really dug the art in this issue honestly yeah so cadaver's got a great gimmick and he's also in this issue in the in the B side, another villain with a great gimmick. Uh, the flea side, you mean the yeah, flea the, side? Yeah, the flea side. Also on the loose is the human flea. He his ability is to like jump really high and fast like a flea, and then he busts into this place to like steal money out of the register. Which like as far as like super powered crime, low end, very very low end. Like all the money in the register is like a couple hundred dollars. At any rate, the guy is like, no, you know, the guy jumps in through the window. Give me all the money in the register. The person behind the register is like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then he throws a bag of fleas at him. Well, yeah, a whole bag of
1: fleas as you do. What? You've never heard of that. Yeah, right. Nick, come on. You've you've clearly never lived in a big city, okay? Like this is this is just like commonplace, (laughs) like across everywhere. (laughs) Listen, I watch I watch nothing but Fox News and OAN, and this is what the teens are doing these days, okay? Like they just they were way, way ahead of the curve,
0: way ahead of the curve. Both stories are interconnected by the same henchman who are protesting for animal rights outside of the flea circus, where the where the flea supervillain is? They are the same henchmen that the cadaver calls. So I assume at some point they both cadaver and the flea will tie together somehow. Uh, but we only got the first half of the story or the first third. I'm not sure how many issues this run runs for. What do you think of Shadow of the Bat eleven?
1: I thought I thought it was not good, but I still had fun reading it. Mostly yeah, for the reasons not, that
0: not good, but fun is, is yeah. the word.
1: Yeah. 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 Cause, cause cadaver was fun. It was also kind of hilarious to see, uh, animal rights activists painted as like such a threat and also like, so like unhinged <laughs> as if they would protest, a fucking flea circus like yeah listen i know PETA is not like great or whatever but like yeah. come on man like even even the animal liberation people <laughs> like you know like i get right. like you know what's what <laughs> that's like that that is like the 90s equivalent of like making up a guy to get mad about you know right yes like it's, like they just oh, like man like it's it's just it's just and the flea too and just being like oh no 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 we're gonna have this this super villain with like a mech suit, basing his like you know whole all powers around a flea, and Batman's just like, yeah, with my fucking rogues gallery, sure, a flea. I guess I have to take this seriously, you know. Yeah, like at what like yeah. at what point as a human being <laughs> does Batman just be like, come like, come on, like, what, yeah, what come it, on, like, well, and also and also like. <laughs> At what point, like, does Batman, like, encounter this? And he's on his fucking third robin and just like just right. immediately human flea and just like open up his bat phone and just be like hey Robin I got I got a job for you It's like I, yeah I got I something Robin for can, you
0: I'm gonna outsource yeah. this one <laughs> yeah
1: exactly exactly you know it's like you know what you're the boss you've built this you've, you've built this little empire
0: like you know it's so just, this is what you have your employee when, uh, for <laughs> when the human flea was getting away from Batman because he was jumping so fast and so high and Batman's like oh he like tries to like bat like uh, grappling hook the guy but then the rope was like burning out of his hands because it was moving so fast i was thinking to myself i was like if i was batman and this guy got away and he's so stupid and so ridiculous all i would think is like man when i catch up with this dude i am gonna hit him so fucking hard like <laughs> i'm gonna really punish the shit out of this dude's face
1: <laughs> you know you know what i just thought i wonder when we're gonna see uh a, a tom king uh reboot of like the flea but he's like oh all, man oh. But, but he's all he's all depressed now he's all sad
0: i was thinking about that i was like the <laughs> the human flea is ripe for a like joke character comeback like condiment king or kite man he's like he's just there no one's using him he's ready oh yeah yeah put him in yeah he needs the paycheck Do you hear that?
1: Uh, I have tinnitus, so I always hear something.
0: What? Well, it's good that you don't hear it, because I'm probably put the lightning strike in post. It's a lightning round. (laughs) I'm springing this on you. I'm putting you on the spot. All right. I was thinking about how a lot of these uh, issues, Detective, Batman, and uh, Shadow of the Bat, all feel very disposable. And we've been doing this now for this is our eighth podcast. And I was wondering... That if I give you the name of the Ark, if you could tell me in, in like a sentence of what that one was about. And I know I'm putting you on the spot here. We'll see. For example, you're panicking. I can tell. For example. So I'd say the last Arkham and you'd be like, oh, Batman puts him, locks himself up in Arkham Asylum in order to catch Zaz for a killing. Yeah. Are you ready to play? Let's give it a shot. God of Battle. God of Battle.
1: That's not with the the kid, right? It is. Oh, okay. It's with the, the general. The general, that's it. That's his freaking
0: Yeah, name. yeah, yeah. The general actually had three different titles for all three issues, but God of Battle was the first one. How about this one? Heavy Metalhead. Heavy
1: Metalhead. Heavy Metalhead. Ah, uh, no, that one. I'm in the dark on that one.
0: That one's about uh, the character in in s and gear who has like a spikes on his head so nobody can punch his head because he got spikes on it <laughs> and he's looking I mean- to join Black Mask's crew. Jason, it's so dumb. OK, we'll move on to the next one. Killer's Bane. Oh, shit. That sounds really f- familiar. That's a is, is that the one where uh, Bane fucks up Killer Croc? Yeah, that's the one. You got it. Oh, OK. OK. How about this one? I know you're going to get this one. The Ugly American. Oh, yeah. The Shadow of the Bat. Yeah, that 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 yeah, one yeah. stuck in me for how
1: it just. Yeah, how just what it was. Null and void.
0: Oh, God, that was with the counterfeiting one no 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 you're thinking of robin i didn't even put any robin that's that's what is that oh Cry yeah or huntress, true, or whatever? The huntress. Yeah, yeah 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 shit yeah you're yeah. thinking Nolan void is literally one we covered on this podcast this very one this is the hugo strange stealing secrets from the ceos and trying uh, to kill lucius fox
1: yeah well
0: beyond the law
1: uh has nothing to do with the Beyonder.
0: No, uh, no, no Beyonder. Shit, no, 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 that left me. This is uh, when Batman and Huntress were fighting uh, people for, that had diplomatic immunity for two issues. This oh, is like just when we started the podcast. That's right, the, the Lethal Weapon 2 arc. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, <laughs> how about this one, Headhunter? It's not with Nimrod, is it? Wait, who was Nimrod? Shit! In, in the, the Tim Sale arc in, uh, no, in no, no, Shadow. no, 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 no! That's that's something else. We'll I'll, uh, I'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, no, no. I I can't believe I already forgot Nimrod. I was like, who's Nimrod? <laughs> uh, Headhunter is the one where Batman is so tired and Gordon has a contract hit out on him, so Batman has to like rally and like stop the guy who's gonna murder Gordon. Oh. Well. <laughs>
1: Well, well. I mean, I mean, hey, man, like, you know, sometimes you write a a catchy song and sometimes you don't. Right.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think we're finding that out. How about how about uh, costumes? Costumes, costumes. No, that's the uh, introduction of Azrael in Batman. Oh, yeah. We're down to the last couple misfits. Oh, well, that's the yeah, that's the.
1: um that wonderful shadow arc that, uh, Tim sale did. Yeah. 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 yeah, That was the, yeah. The one with Nimrod. Yeah. 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 And the, and and the misfits. Yeah. That was, yeah. Yeah. The Thane of Gotham. Oh, well, yeah, that's the, the Scottish, like, (laughs) yep. Nailed it. (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) The Moors
0: of Gotham.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That one sticks in your head. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. We're down to, uh, the last couple faces of death
1: well that is a very 90s thing but yes uh, yes
0: it's not we're not talking about the VHS series that yeah, your which, your, par- your parents will not let you rent but you will somehow get a hold of in the 90s
1: yeah and, and which you'll believe is real until someone tells you that like yeah no most of that shit was fake you didn't really watch
0: like Jason is that true it just broke yeah. my heart I didn't know yeah. that yeah I, yeah, I'll, I'm 40 I'll, years old and I, went, <laughs> I still thought yeah. that was real
1: I mean, I think I think some of it were, but some of it, I think some of it was, but some of it like I th- I think in one there was like a guy in the electric chair or something like that. And it's just like they're not filming that, you know.
0: Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, Faces of Death was supposedly a VHS cassette of just like a compilation of people dying, which like apparently in the 90s people felt like they needed to seek out because the world was, uh you know, sunshine and roses yeah and we we didn't have rotten.com yet so yeah right exactly the internet wasn't a thing we didn't have rotten.com like (laughs) and i guess there was people who were like i want to watch some people die yeah yeah humans hooray (laughs) yeah right exactly faces of death was uh the black mask arc that was like when we first started the the podcast batman busts up black masks whole whole crew uh, the the last one is who riddled the Riddler? Is that Jack Riddler? That is Jack Riddler. Jacked Riddler. Can we can we make Jack Riddler just part of this whole whole thing? I Jack Riddler was such a treat, and I just want to take him, bottle him up, and just bring him with me through the through this podcast, through the many many uh, episodes that are going to come, and just sprinkle him over the podcast, just a little bit of Jack Riddler. I
1: want to, I want to write a rebooted Jack Riddler, jacked Riddler, uh, arc where he starts off skinny, but he, he gets jacked through like natural means. Like I'm going to make him vegan. I'm going to make him sober. <laughs> he's taking, he's taking his medication and going to therapy once a week and he's just yeah, in a yeah. really good spot. He's in and a good place. He's in I a just good want, place.
0: I just want the Riddler to thrive. I just want to see him thrive. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, see, the the conflict in the story would be that, like, you know, Batman's convinced that, like, he is actually, like, on the straight and narrow now, but it bothers him. It bothers (laughs) him that now that Riddler's jacked and he would have put up a better fight, he can't fight him because he's a good
0: guy. Yeah, he's a good guy now.
1: Yeah, he's reformed. And so, like, that's where the conflict would come Uh, from, just like Batman trying to deal with, like, am I that much of a psycho, you know?
0: So, okay. This was all of the all of the arcs that we covered so far on the pod.
1: Lightning strike, lightning strike,
0: yeah, lightning strike, lightning strike. Is there a favorite in there that you really liked that really stuck with you? The Tim Sale
1: arc definitely, and the uh, and the the single issue of the um, with the, with the Scottish castle. Yeah, know? like th- th- those are two like that like I. I, I adored very much the the rest were you know, fun or just like, hey, you know like yeah, I can't yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: like you know like like yeah, Cry the Huntress some... even though he wasn't in there you know but Cry the Huntress like you know as as I had said was like it wasn't good but I did have a lot of fun reading it and that was most sure. of the rest
0: was like yeah not
1: great but still yeah. a lot of fun to read so it's like it's you know it's it's a comic book
0: when I think about like heavy metal head or headhunter, like it's, it's just so absurd that like, it do, it's not good, but I, I think about it and I have a sensible chuckle and I'm like, that was all right. But yeah, Misfits, I feel like was really, really great. And I think that's the only one that I clicked with out of everything. Thane of Gotham, it, I feel like is a sensible chuckle for me, not, not elevating it to like I, I really liked that issue. I think it was OK. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Since we're done with all these Batman books, these terrible incontinuity Batman books, they're not that terrible. I'm just I'm just busting their chops, I guess. I I, I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah. I,
1: I don't know why I came in hot. S- someone's someone's got to, you know. Yeah, I guess so. Someone's got to take Batman down a peg.
0: Uh I guess. Let's talk about Batman Adventures issue seven because it is a full on banger. Oh, God. Yeah. The cover has Killer Croc with Batman in like a, a chokehold. It has a new artist and the new artist is definitely more cartoony. Feels like a lot more squash and stretch, a lot more cartooning in faces. But Batman still looks excellent through the book. Yeah, we can get into it. Um, act one is called Requiem for a Mutant. The whole issue is called Raging Lizard, and it starts with uh, Batman wanting answers from a crime boss. He uh, dives in and takes out two of the crime boss's goons, and he's like, "I've I heard about a new mobster in town, and and you know I want him from Chicago. Yeah, from Chicago. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I might have heard a thing. You got to go check with these guys. And it cuts over to to what, Jason?
1: Well, it cuts over to a wrestling ma- match, an underground yeah. pro wrestling match. Vince McMahon, you can go to hell.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it opens with this wrestling match. Uh, the The mobster that Batman was hustling shows up at this match. And in one corner is a guy like praying for his life. And he has 28 wins and not That's a scratch on him. Yeah, he's the face. That's the face, man. Yeah. In the opposite corner, we turn the page and it's 75 wins characterized by excessive brutality. Killer croc.
1: <laughs> that there there were a few points in this issue that like honest to God made me laugh out loud. Like that yeah. that was like, you know. And, and, and because of the uh, the beautiful, expressive faces, like you can definitely hear the uh, and in this corner, you know, you hear yeah, the, yeah. the old, you hear the old and not you know, n- noted by excessive brutality. Exactly. Uh, my, exactly. My, 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 my terrible Howard Cosell.
0: <laughs> the ref starts going over over. I want a nice, clean fight. No eye gouging, no hair pulling, no head butting. When you hear the bell come out fighting, and as he's going over this, Killer Croc just like grabs the dude by the throat, throttles him, and he's out cold. Like he doesn't get through the rules before Killer Croc has like made mincemeat out of this dude. Oh yeah. And the whole and the whole sequence too, the
1: whole page is just so like I love the comic timing of it and the comic timing of like of like every joke in this issue. Cause like that can be a, a super hard thing to pull off in comic books. And especially within just what's this one, two, three, five panels. Yeah. All, all of this, like, like this great joke told in five panels, like knowing how to use like the beats and the stops. And it's just, yeah, it it's just really well done. I think that's also it's why perfect. like I got a good, yeah. I think that's also why like I got a good chuckle out of it, of, out of the, just it's just a silly line. The extreme brutality. It's it's yeah. a silly line, but like it hits so so well.
0: We get backstage. Killer Crocs having a shower after winning the fight. His coach comes in, and it's co- it's like obviously a, a rocky kind of thing situation <laughs> with this like little guy. He's like, I heard some news, Killer, and uh,
1: you know he's telling <laughs>
0: him about how there's a uh, new mobster and he wants a piece of the action, and he brought his own fighter. So he's he has the masked marauder and Croc has this like kind of daydream. And that's how this arc or this uh, act ends is Croc daydreaming about having to fight this this new masked man from Chicago and him like being afraid of it, thinking he's going to lose, you know, like he's going to lose the respect of all the fans, him being in this place of power. Means a lot for him and his self esteem. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I, yeah, the way the wavy lines and
0: oh yeah, all the panels are like wavy lines. Like he, it's it's a flashback, or he's thinking, or what about it, or yeah. whatever. And then well, he he imagines that he's beaten, and then he's like run out of town, basically. And then and then his uh, coach starts waving his hand over his face, and he's like, "Killer, killer, you there?" Like. What's going on? He's zoning out for a minute. That ends Act One. Uh, how do we kick off Act Two?
1: Okay, so Act Two is Eye of the Reptile, and the yep, first yep. page we meet this sense unnamed Chicago mob boss named Mister Mandrake, and he's standing there with two wonderful looking goons. Oh my! Yep, some do good I goons?
0: Good do goons.
1: I li- Twin goons, man. We got it. We got a Gemini of goons going on over here. I love it.
0: The uh, the mob boss is confident that the goons can take Batman. By the way, oh well, yeah, you know, because he's from
1: Chicago, or I, I don't know. They, and that they don't makes have him as Bat- tough as Batman.
0: Well, no, I mean they don't have Batman in Chicago. You yeah. know, like, good point. Good point. So we we turn the page, and we have Killer Croc packing his bags, running from the masked marauder. He doesn't want to fight him. He's scared to fight him because he's 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 afraid to lose his respect and get run out run out of town on a rail. The Well he he said he said uh
1: well he doesn't want to fight him again. See I was gonna Oh, I, didn't, I don't know if I caught that. Yeah I didn't know if I I didn't want to interrupt you when you were describing the sequence because it turns out, because I wasn't sure at first when I was reading it too. I was like, oh is he imagining this or is this a memory? And he says, Oh,
0: I didn't catch that.
1: Yeah, he says, forget it, Mick. He just he just gonna beat me like he did before. It's not worth it. You
0: huh. know?
1: And and then honestly, another <laughs> another part that did make me laugh out loud where uh where Mick goes, killer, this is all you got. Look, people see you on the street, what do they do? <laughs> Scream, right? Who wouldn't <laughs> I just like, I I begin all of my, uh, when I'm trying to boost the confidence of a friend, I always make sure I let them know just how butt ugly they are and (laughs) make sure they know that nobody loves them and you're an unlovable freak.
0: Yes, exactly, Uh, exactly. I, so like, I never really connected with Killer Croc at all in any medium, like not even the Batman animated series. He's just kind of like a big tough guy. And in this I was like feeling for him. Like he's like down and out. He's like I can't fight the marauder again. Children scre- like scream at me. This is all he's got is like fighting. Like the the wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, it, it made him a a very
1: very sympathetic character. Like, yeah. yeah
0: get, so yeah. He uh he rallies. He's like what do they do when you're in the ring and they, he's like they cheer and he's like yeah, you're You're they're your fans. You know, you you lose them and you're nothing but a freak. You got to keep the fans. And so he's (laughs) like, I'll do it. I'll fight them. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. God, I love Mick. Yeah. The whole time Mick is. um, I don't know how much more eloquently to say this, but the whole time Mick is choking a chicken.
0: Yeah, he's got it. Well, because it's like, you know. Well, he's like from chase Rocky. The, that's the training. Yeah, he's got to yeah, chase I'll, the chicken. I'll,
1: I'll, I'll how else do you train? I'll look, I'll, I'll look stupid. Yeah, you got you to
0: gotta <laughs> punch, punch frozen slabs of meat and yep. chase chickens. And then you're 100% correct. That is how yeah. everyone trains. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The chicken, by the way, is drawn really well. He's in shock and being choked the entire time, just being jerked oh. around. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah just just not just not having a good time he he's no, not treating no. that chicken well boys uh, boys treat your chicken well <laughs> okay everyone everyone guys gals non-binary pals treat your chickens well
0: <laughs> so we cut over the uh, old mob boss is worried because batman's so tough you know and the he's hanging out with the goons of mandrake and uh The twin goons, they're like, "Can it?" If Batman was here, like, we'd we'd kick his ass, you know. Like this, this guy is is nothing. And and the regular mob boss is like, "I'll shut up. Just be careful. That guy scares me." And then Batman's in the room with them, and he's like, "Glad to hear it, Tommy. Both of you against (laughs) the wall, Tommy, two times. Yeah." And they, they think they got the drop on him, the the Gemini uh, thugs, the Gemini henchmen. They think they got the drop on him, gun to the back of Batman's head. They're like, not so fast. We're going to go for a ride. Take him, Frankie. Frankie's got like a little blackjack to hit him over the head. That's he's what like, that is. I always forget what those are called. He's like, funny, you don't look so scary now. And then an incredible page of Batman just beating the tar out of these out of these people
1: oh yeah and and again and the and again the man the the facial expressions on these goons like these are just some top top yeah. tier goons i'm i'm at some point i'm gonna have to compile my my top 10 list oh, yeah of, we are, of goons when, so far
0: when the <clears throat> podcast is over we're definitely gonna like rank all the goons from every batman animated oh. batman adventures issue Oh, yeah. In addition to the uh, facial acting and the expressions that Mike put down on here, the like line of action within the within the characters, all really, really great. Batman grabs one guy by the wrist and pulls him in front of the gun so that the guy can't get a clean shot on him. And it's like just a, a beautiful line of action. Um, oh, yeah. It's, it's it's definitely well
1: choreographed. You know, it's like a a choreograph of like a good like, you know, well, a good fight in an action movie. You know, it's like, here, yeah, here are the beat. Here's the beats. I want you to hit.
0: Here's how the dance and is going to go. Every one of these panels feels like more claustrophobic than the last. Like every like as the action scene progresses, Batman keeps hitting them. And it, it because it gets more claustrophobic, it's like seemingly Batman is hitting them harder like it's going worse and worse for them
1: <laughs> yeah and how and how the uh and how the panel borders have uh uh the the, the subtle breaks in every single one of them right uh, of the panel but also the the uh the the slant the but the very slight like kind of like slant to yes you know to it it. All it's works.
0: not oh yeah it all it works. works so well all together yeah. To make such like a dynamic page and an an interesting fight scene. Because a lot of times, you know, we've read a ton of Batman by now. Fight scenes can get really boring as the case of a lot of detective and Batman. It's like the fight happens and it's just like, eh, whatever. They throw punches. It's done. But like this stuff in Batman Adventures, I'm like, I kind of want to copy some of these panels to like. I don't know, just figure out the DNA of it, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly,
1: I think, I think a lot of the DNA of this kind of thing comes from uh, Japanese comics, you yeah. know, because they know how to show action a lot better as a general rule, you know, or at least like mm-hmm. as their uh, rules go. You know, and, and this isn't it isn't quite as kind of insane angles as sometimes Japanese comics will get, especially when they go into like big, big action, you know. Sure. But it's 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 enough. It's enough of a break from the previous yeah. flow to to make it like intense and 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 like you said, claustrophobic, like it's nice and tight, like in there. And like you can yeah. fe- you can feel that the other henchmen can't get a clean shot. Like you can feel right. the, cl-
0: the closeness of it. The other thing that I wanted to say regarding these panels is that like the actions all really good. And the way that Mike has overlapped elements is really interesting because there's a lot of stuff as far as like uh, anatomy and, and stuff like that goes that I'm like, Oh, like this foreshortened arm would be tough to draw. And he's like, well, I'll just like, put something over on top of it because there's like three bodies in this room and they're all claustrophobic and they're all smashed together. So he's like using the composition to make the drawing easier. And uh, it's just brilliant. It's like work smarter, not harder kind of stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. And and exactly. And from like the first panel too, like exactly knowing when to like, like his arm is so stretched out in such a like obviously unrealistic way but it's like well yeah but like that's what the the scene calls for that's what like the action like calls for
0: yeah you know yeah. it's, it's totally. like
1: you know it's it's like yeah it's just a great way to to present it you know much like in like like great like great fight scenes in action movies are scenes that are like half dancing like half fighting because like a real right. fight isn't usually people spinning around and waiting for someone to land, you know, (laughs) but like watching a real fist fight would just be kind of boring.
0: Speaking of dancing as fighting, you turn the page and one goon is knocked out. Tommy's scared out of his mind in the background. And the last goon thinks he has a clear shot, but Batman's already winding up to knock him out. And he knows he's already won. Because he's smiling. He's like, Batman's enjoying running roughshod over these idiots. Oh, well, yeah, he he enjoys his work. Yes, exactly. Nothing better than taking down some goons. So Batman's like, enough games, Tommy. Where is he? He's looking for Mandrake. We cut over to Croc training. His trainer is eating a chicken leg the entire time. It's very, very good. (laughs) Yeah. I know, just that. Like, that's just, again,
1: that was another thing that made me laugh out loud. I was like, <laughs> hold on a minute. Wait. No. Okay. So, so he, he, yep, yep. killed that chicken. He, that chicken was not for training, that chicken was for farm- eating. <laughs> could be for both. Yeah. I mean, could be for both, you know. Guess want, you know, you want to build the muscle up on the chickens. I don't know how, chicken I don't know how getting, chickens work. Jason, okay? we can't make
0: more enemies in this I'm, single pot, okay? Yeah. I'm not going to go after the the entire chicken industry. All right. So, I'll Croc is training. He's, like, burning through uh, opponents, essentially, trying to get tougher, trying to get more skilled. And he's, like, knocking out one guy after another. And they're just, like, next. And another guy comes in. Oh, and just the 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 stars the stars
1: and the tongue out and it's Uh, yeah
0: you can tell that the guy's loopy it's very cartoony this is the most cartoony this book has ever been by the way far and away yeah and it's a wonderful like bouncy a lot of squash and stretch in this issue yeah exactly yeah they feel rubbery yeah yeah they're like going through the going through the opponents and uh The trainer is training Croc, and he's like, I want to see pain. I want to see death and destruction. Pain, you get me? And Croc's like, yeah, yeah. He's like getting him amped up. It's So good. It's so good. So much fun.
1: And then the line of people waiting, like one guy crying, the other guy really nervous, and one guy crying over a picture (laughs) of what looks like his children.
0: Croc's going to murder him. (laughs) He's afraid for his children.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, but also at the same time, like, dude, you know where you're <laughs> at. You weren't tricked into this. Yeah. You know, you didn't think you were going to hear about a timeshare or something. Come on. We get
0: to Act Three Under the Waterfront. We're here at the fight no. Killer Croc versus the Masked Marauder.
1: Random cartoon bandages over. Yeah, because the coons the, the, the the
0: have been in the fight with Batman. Uh, and the, the mandrake <laughs> says, at least I can now tell you two apart because one's covered in bandages. <laughs> Ref comes out. I want a nice clean fight. Mask Marauder just like palms his face. He wants none of it. They're just gonna. They're just gonna tear after each other. Yeah, just gonna rip in. Just Ma- croc fighting a man. Mask Marauder strikes first. Uh, croc takes a big hit, and then we cut to the uh, door outside and. Uh, the guy working the door of this underground wrestling thing opens it, and he's like, "Password?" And he's like, "Oh no," because it's Batman, and he punches him through the <laughs> slot, and <laughs> and knocks just, his ass yes. out.
1: <laughs> it's just a great. It's also just a great panel. It's a great face. It's just a great. I love all the stars. Like, yeah, his face is ringing like a bell. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so, so well done. Oh, my God. Like Batman hurdles over the handrail and shoots out a grappling hook to be like on the scene. He's here. He is not working stealth. Uh, Mandrake is like, it's Batman. And he's like, waste him. Yeah, with the big cigar, the cigar, too, just on the, out, out the <laughs> side of Very your mouth. Carto- the- cartoony mobster. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? Frankly, I don't think you're a mobster unless you have a cigar Uh, on the side of your mouth. All right. Coppola needs to recut the Godfather to just digitally. Yeah, we got to get the cigar cut. Yeah. And everyone's about the baby cigar, Baby cigar. just
0: ever all of them cigars. Mandrake's like, waste them. And the goons start shooting. But Batman's flipping around the room. And you don't even see Batman. It's just a whisk in the background because we've insinuated so much motion in the first panel that we don't need to like really see Batman that much. We see his like feet and then that's it. Yeah. And it parallels with the action in the in the fight. Like that's
1: a a, a thing I really enjoyed about this. It's like, yeah, they rightfully don't want to fill up like, you know, like, sure, two fights are going on. But, you know, this other one can happen pretty quick. And then, you know, the one in the ring is like kind of the more interesting one that like the audience and, you know, wants to pay more attention to not just like, sure. You know, it's, it's fun to watch Batman fuck up goons, but he already did that. Like, you know, a few pages ago. Now we don't need to see it again. Yeah. Yeah. He's just taking, taking care of bat business.
0: That said, he quickly messes up the goons, you know, yeah they don't know where he is, where I can't see him. And Batman's like funny. You don't look so scary now. Like (laughs) clobbers him
1: Yeah. Yeah. Probably smiling, but you can't see it from the shadows.
0: Right. Croc is getting clobbered. And he's like, not again as the Mask Marauder like climbs the turnbuckle there in order to jump off the top rope. Meanwhile, Batman's like Mandrake, been dying to meet you. And he's like, did I say something funny? The Mask Marauder has turned on Batman. Croc is out cold in the middle of the ring. That that hand, I'm
1: sorry, that that hand in the final panel on that on that page. The Oh, yeah. Uh, like like just showing like that big, that meaty, meaty paw and like it and the look on like even though it's silhouetted on Batman's face of like, oh, shit. Like this isn't just. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. This this isn't just like these two assholes. I just kick the crap out of.
0: Like this is going to be a fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Croc is stars around his head and, and Mick is like killer, killer. <laughs> can, you hear, can you hear me? And Croc is like rtm a twister <laughs> <laughs> like uh, yeah again so
1: so cartoony i'm like that's such a that's such a st- yeah stupid but just great throwback like silly joke
0: yeah you know to to have someone say batman hits the mask marauder he doesn't go down the mask marauder hits batman batman goes down and mick is talking to to killer Croc, and he's like you got to get up. You got to beat this bum. And uh, Killer Croc's like, you got to be kidding me. And meanwhile, the masked marauders like running a rough shot over Batman, tossing him against the wall, got him by the throat. And, and Mick is like, don't you remember what I was telling you? You got to fight for your fans. And Croc's like, they all left. And he's like, forget the fans. Who needs them? <laughs> and then he's like, listen, the fans, the fame, the money it doesn't mean nothing a real fighter fights for one reason, revenge. <laughs> like you gotta, you gotta, you're going to let him beat you just like that. H hey, you got no backbone. He's like, you're right. You're right. Again, a great, just such a great joke. That's such a yeah. like wonderful, <laughs> wonderful joke. The trainer will tell Croc whatever he needs to tell him <laughs> to get him back into fighting. Yeah. He's pretty, he's pretty pliable. It, it seems. Yeah, it, Yeah. It, and Croc, yeah, Croc is rolling with it. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, you know what? Revenge. That's right. That's that's good motivation." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh Mask Marauder has Batman by the throat. Is this curtains for Batman? No, because the hand of Killer Croc is coming in. And he says, "Hey, Baldy." And he tosses the Mask Marauder back into the ring. He's like, I ain't finished with you yet.
1: Yeah, I, I did like how he tossed him into the ring. I mean, I get why, because yeah. I like, you know, set pieces and everything. But it's just like,
0: I don't know, you can just like hit him right there. Like, this isn't like also you know. that panel. So, so good. You have Batman in the foreground, like holding onto his neck because he was just choked. And then you have Killer Croc immediately behind that. And he's got this. Great twisting motion as he tosses the the masked marauder, masked marauder upside down in the ring behind that. Like everything yeah. you need right in that panel, and it's all beautifully drawn. Yeah, this the,
1: the silhouette of the masked marauder in the first panel of like how he took advantage of uh, of the larger just like white circles for like the look of yeah, shot. Like yeah. he's clearly shocked and like caught off guard. For right, like j- just a wonderful, wonderful subtle
0: little bits. Yep, Croc hops in the ring to fight the masked marauder. Batman gets his man with Mandrake. Croc yep. starts working him. He says, Am I supposed to be scared of you? Am I supposed to just give up? Well, the joke's on you, pal. I ain't got the brains to give up. <laughs> That's why I'm the champ. As he as he beats him down. So good. I mean, yeah. The end of this, Jason, the end of this made me really, really love. Like the issue is great anyway. But the the last handful of panels, like Croc's beat Masked Marauder. Batman's got his man, right? And Batman and Croc look at each other. And then it's a shot of Batman. It's a shot of Croc. And Batman says, I got what I came for. Just keep your nose clean. And Croc's like, yeah, well, that's hard when you live in a sewer. And he, and he leaves with his trainer. And he's like, nice line, champ. And he's like, thanks, Mick. It's like <laughs> perfect because like Croc's not doing anything illegal. He's not doing anything wrong.
1: I mean, underground wrestling, but like you know, whatever. Like, yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah, yeah, Bat- yeah. Batman it's doesn't not, give like fine.
0: Yeah, that's that doesn't raise to the level of like crime that Batman has to deal with. You know? Uh, yeah, yeah, because
1: he assumes like yeah, you choose to get into the rings or whatever. Like, mm, you know?
0: Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We get a little bit of like Croc not being. I don't know a bloodthirsty killing machine like we when when I was reading this I was thinking about that issue what was it what was it called Bane's Croc or something Bane's Croc um killers Bane killers Bane Bane. yes killers Bane Croc versus Bane and it's like killer Croc's traumatized and he's just lashing out at everything and he's just running amok and it's it's like you don't feel anything for him at all at all yeah yeah, he's not, he's not a fleshed out character. And like Bane steps in and just, you know, beats him down. And then like, that's it. That's the whole issue. And it's like, there's no stakes. There's nothing interesting going on there. And this whole Batman Adventures issue seven, this little capsule into Killer Croc's life as like, not only a sympathetic character, but they let Croc win in the end. Like he yeah. walked away with the belt, you know? Yeah. And so even though it's a Batman book and Batman got his guy, Croc still like kind of won the issue. Oh, totally. Which I thought was great. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it made for a much more
1: fun issue than just like, you know, bad guy is bad guy or right. bad guy bad guy has accident and then just turns into
0: insane bad I guy. I thought that based on this cover, it was going to be Batman gets roped into an underground fight ring and fights Killer Croc and then beats him. And that was going to be the issue. Which yeah, something like that. Would have been fine. Um it wouldn't and wouldn't have been bad, but it like this this elevated to like a much higher level. Like uh, I did not expect it at all. Very very good. Oh, yeah. Be- beautiful.
1: Be- beautiful art, like so much fun, very funny. Like great, great, great jokes, great fucking jokes, man. Like great. Yeah. My God, do I love a, a a really well told, uh, especially again, like in a comic book, it can be kind of like hard to do, you know? And that's why, like, I appreciate when like webcomic people who are like, you know, who mostly do gag strips. Like I always appreciate it when like they add in an extra panel or something like that because they know that one little beat just makes all the difference. You know, yeah. and so it's like, yeah, perfect. Like, just perfect way to use it. Perfect way to use, like, action and, like, and honest to God, too. Like, the art, like, holy shit, the art. Like,
0: I don't know if they updated the colors in this or not, but, like. No, they're still using the, the same palette they've been using. The same colors, too. Yeah, well, and, and
1: just ev- everything in the art is just crazy really good cra- like like yeah. you look at it and it's just like oh this is what like digital artists with a cartoon style like spend years learning to try how to replicate in photoshop and like and no and no shade at like i'm, I'm trying to get better at digital stuff because sure sure you know uh no, no shade at that because it definitely does take like work and skill but like man with a brush and ink yeah like yeah I, and and I know, and I know they used white out and I know they you, you know there's a bunch of other sure, tricks sure. like analog that you can use, but still like that's wow that that is insanely tight like that is so tight yeah.
0: really just a really, really solid issue after I read this, I was talking to to Shannon, I was like I was reading the regular mainline bat books when I was a teenager and being like, I'm gonna make comics and I feel like. I was drawing like shit because I was reading stuff that was shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I was like, if I had been picking up Batman Adventures instead of picking up the mainline bat books, I feel like I would have been better off. Like, I feel like there's stuff in here that is like tangible fundamentals that are easily understood because of its cartoony nature, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because they made it. um, they, They didn't crowd anything you know right. like it's like it's still it's still complicated but it's i don't know like a uh it it's still it's still catchy like it's it's like uh like songs with like um like like polyrhythms you know like a, like a lot of traditional like african music and then like the stuff that like you know th- that was the stuff that paul simon like took to sure, like yeah. you know make like Graceland and you know all that it's like yeah this is a complicated thing that they're doing but man it's so we're going fucking... to display
0: it in the like simplest of terms yeah,
1: yeah. and and it's going to be catchy and if you're you know to follow your analogy if you're like interested in music or want to be a musician you'll be like oh okay and so you can start you know you might be able to start counting or you know
0: right right
1: yeah and i to- and i totally agree it's it's it is such a good um well i think we've mentioned it on the show before but like you know, it's the deceptive simplicity of it.
0: You yeah, know. we talked about that with the Ty Templeton issues. What he's doing there looks easy and looks simple, but because it's two lines, it has to, for like a leg, it has to be the right two lines. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's and like- when, you, when you get a leg of spawn and it's like 300 lines, if some of those lines aren't working... It's not a big deal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're not, you're not really noticing it. Like, you know, like it's like, um, uh, it's like this, this guy from this band, Slaybells, uh, who has, they have a really fuzzy guitar sound. And he was like, Oh yeah, I came up with that sound because when I was first, uh, playing, uh, I had such shitty equipment that I just turned everything up so people wouldn't notice how shitty my equipment was y- you know and it's like <laughs> Look, yeah I man, think
0: that we, we all have coping mechanisms to get through whatever art we're making <laughs>
1: yeah yeah don't want to learn how to draw feet draw everyone from the waist up yeah, yeah <laughs> oh, exactly oh, oh exactly. no there's, there, there's snow on the ground <laughs> how'd that get there <laughs> well it's covering
0: their fucking feet uh you wanna you wanna hit the letters column?
1: I'm gonna punch him right in the goddamn face. I'm feeling violent tonight.
0: Wow, wow. We don't God have dang. to hit. Okay, let's just go to it's letters left. column. It's a violent episode. It's a violent episode. In the letters column, we had yet more requests for Batgirl. Of course, uh, the fan favorite. Apparently, uh, did any
1: letters jump out to you? One jumped out. I, I love the five-year-old's letter. I'm sure. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure he was either helped and, or they just edited it a bit to, uh, you know, to, to to make it a bit more readable But that that was adorable. And, uh, the other one that just really, (laughs) they didn't state their ages, but I'm assuming they were kids of like tween to early teen age, but the two people from Nova Scotia and just being like, The most overly Canadian
0: polite, (laughs) you know? Like The kid who was five years old wrote in and he wrote in, Dear Batman, which is already, we're off to a great start. Chef's kiss. I'm five years old and I just started enjoying Batman. I like your crime fighting. I like how you enter the Batcave. I like how you you and Robin fight crime together. He's sharing. He's sharing the crime fighting. Yeah. Uh, Sincerely. Philip Hickley and Scott wrote a response. And he says, "Dear Philip, I like your letters. <laughs> it's just very, very good. Yeah, very good. it's just very, it's just very sweet. I hope, I hope they secretly
1: sent that kid like a picture or something like that. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, hey, hey, here's here's some here's some
0: cool bat shit, kid." Doug Falls writes in to comment that it's great to see a Batman comic that isn't grimdark, and again, Scott insists that. The grim, dark stuff is the stuff that he and everyone else loves, even though like you and I are reading this and we're like, yo, nobody should pick up Batman or Detective Comics. They should be picking up Batman Adventures. It's wild to me that they're making the best Bat book on the shelf and they're still like, oh, yeah, killing jokes, the standard. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I think I think part of that's probably just like you know that's that's
1: the job right like they like they know where they are in the pecking order like in in the sure. dc offices and sure they're like and they're probably like maybe even at the time they were sort of enjoying the the nightfall stuff or some of that like you know darker yeah. batmans but but like they're like oh gotta you know there's the we yeah no i i love the darker stuff i might be on this a silly, silly kids' book that, like, oh, we don't even really try to do much over here. Not like them, their complicated Serious stories books. with your, yeah, 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 with your, with your human fleas and and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and your 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 high school teachers with with, with
0: Lamborghinis with
1: Lamborghinis like
0: <laughs> that's serious comics yeah yeah that's literature oh my god that that's is literature, literature.
1: <laughs> That's exactly uh, what Scott McCloud was talking about in understanding comics uh,
0: Keith Briggs brings up the fact that uh Joker beat Gordon with a bat in the 3rd issue of Batman Adventures but then later Gordon is fine and he just like helps the DA out of the out of the shackles and he's like what's the deal why isn't Gordon all like messed up you know what I'm gonna say it Keith Briggs he wants blood he wants he wants blood in this children's book
1: (laughs) well maybe maybe he's calling the editors bluff you know he's like oh you really like the dark shit huh well, I want I want a <laughs> yeah, broken Jim, Go- want wants, Jim Gordon. I want Jim Gordon to be in fucking traction. God damn it!
0: Yeah, he wants a death in the family. Three issues into this children's book. Yes. Uh, Scott says that uh, Gordon is just way too tough, and and leaves it at that. Um, Beautiful. I will answer. say, not a lot, not a lot of letters this time, but they did publish two sketches from Mike Parobeck that uh, people won. Those were the winning. What the winners from the, the previous, previous letters yeah. column received, and they published them in here. Yeah, uh, which I, I was like, "God awesome. damn!" Yeah, I was like, "I yeah, I wanted, I, I want those." <laughs> we're we're not talking like a head sketch and that's it. Like it's, I thought it was just going to be like a Batman head and then like put it in the mail, but it was like Batman sword fighting Raishou Ghoul in the desert with talia like alongside him and then another one was uh the scarecrow hucking like fire pumpkins at batman like sailing through the city and i was just like oh my god these sketches are so good they're so good yeah well i mean they're not even it's not even they're not even sketches they're just it's a whole piece it's just a yeah, whole piece That's a co- just, those are covers those are yeah covers. yeah <laughs> yeah they tease the next issue, which uh, I'm gonna do right now. Next issue, Batman searches for a man who doesn't exist. Summer Gleason falls in love. The first appearance of a major mystery Bat villain that many have been asking for. It all comes together in what might be our best issue yet, titled "Larceny, My Sweet." Ooh. Any uh, any guess on the mystery Bat villain for the next issue? Is any it- guess. Poison Ivy. Okay. I'm going to say Riddler. All right. Did we get a, did we We didn't get a Riddler yet, did we? We got Jacked Riddler. Yeah, what we got Jacked Jack- Riddler. Yeah, but not, not, not <laughs> okay.
1: in the animated. In, in, in Canon, Canon right now, Riddler's all, we got all, Riddler. Yeah, he's yeah. all juiced, he's all juiced up.
0: He's juiced up and he's all shot up. They murdered yeah. him in that issue, if you remember. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he, I think he survived. He was so he, he probably, was so he probably survived. He yeah. received what, like six or seven gunshot wounds. He's probably fine.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> you can know, you can survive a lot when you're on PCP, which is what I'm assuming that Venom is. <laughs> oh my god, the, oh
0: my god. You know. Jason, we need to we need to hit the read, two read pile. We need to get out of here. <laughs>
1: Uh, Man, anytime I bring up drugs, you just like you just shut me down. All
0: right, all right. Did you read anything cool this week?
1: I did. I did. I um, I finished a uh, Map of My Heart by mm. John Porcelino. is a, a collection of uh, King Cat comics.
0: Uh, oh, excellent!
1: Yeah, and it's it's just uh, it's really it's really beautiful. He has he has a at least uh, especially from this time. It was a in the uh, late nineties, early two thousands was a really transitory time in his life. And they're sort of autobiocomics, comics, but like they're like really light. And, uh, he has a, a lot of, uh, 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 love for like the transcendentalist, you know, like, like Thoreau and, and, uh, Emerson, you know, so a lot of st- uh, just about nature and contemplation. And they're just really, really, uh, beautiful, uh, comic books. I uh, highly recommend that. Uh, i texted you about how much i freaking loved cosmic detective
0: yeah you
1: bumped it to the top of your list my god my god that was really great right so good that that car fight scene is just so wonderful i i love uh i love his artwork i love the figures um i would love to see like more like just just for fun just more black and white pages you know just just to admire like the yeah
0: like like i was saying in the previous episode david rubin like uh uh will sometimes cover up a lot of his artwork with coloring yeah and sometimes i feel like it's tough to separate like what he's doing in the post process of coloring and what he's doing in the black and white it would be interesting to see some black and whites from him for sure
1: yeah. Yeah. Just to see. Cause, cause I, I understand that like you want to do a thing to serve the story, you, you sure. know? And so like when you're in the process of coloring, especially when it's your own work, you might be like, uh I, I did, I, I spent eight hours on this part, but, uh, you know what it'll, it's hey if man, I, You know, if, you if gotta, it's gonna, you gotta
0: kill your darlings, you gotta yeah, kill your
1: darlings. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that was uh really good and also been reading, um, uh, a a book I've been reading, uh, Isaac Asimov's, um, uh, the, oh yeah, the, the gods themselves. It's actually the first, uh, Asimov I've ever, I've ever read. And it's really, really cool. Only, only about halfway through, it's about a theoretical, um, particle that doesn't exist and, uh, pretty, pretty heady so far, but really, really well done. I'm, you know, I heard yes. Asimov can be kind of like a harsh read, but so far, maybe because this is one of his later books, it's, it's a bit easier, but, but yeah, been cool been kicking it a lot. And, uh, oh, I just, I just want to mention though. I don't know if I mentioned it last week or not. Um, I'm about to start to, I'm, I'm going to buy them physically at some point, but, uh, Evan, uh, Donham or De- I, I'm, I apologies if he ever hears this, I've. Should have looked up how to pronounce your last name, but sure, he, sure. he he did, uh, published all online. You can find most of his work at uh, riceboy.com. That's rice hyphen boy. Uh, and it's, uh, Rice Boy was the first story that he told like a while ago. Uh, and he just got done with his serialized uh, Vatu, which is over 1300 pages long. <laughs> Whoa. He's been, he's been putting out three days a week every week for the past 12 years and he wow. finally, yeah. And he finally finished it and it's all up for free. You can even go, uh, to his gum road, uh, through, um, his store and for very reasonable price, get really nice PDFs of all of the, uh, cool. sections of the books that he broke the stories up into with like some extra art and stuff. And, yeah. you know, he's, but I, I really implore uh, everyone to check it out. It's a beautiful story. Uh, I can't wait to uh, read it start to finish. Uh, it's just it's just so well done, such in-depth uh, uh, fantasy and so original. And it's it's just really, really cool. And I, I think he deserves uh, so much more success and, and attention uh,
0: for for it, yeah. you know. And uh, it's free. So, you know, everyone yeah. should check it out. Yeah, what do you got not? to lose? Yeah, exactly. Right there. I devoured a bunch of comics this week. I read a lot of manga, which is, I think, why I devoured a lot of stuff. <laughs> I read two volumes of Kaiju number eight, which is a shonen jump comic about a kid who is part of this cleanup crew for Kaiju corpses in Japan. And then there's like a hunter crew like that kills them. And he wants to be part of that hunter crew and he gets uh, infected by this kaiju and he becomes a kaiju himself. He's kaiju number eight and he's very powerful, but he's like a goofy kid and he wants to be part of the hunters and he's just like kind of bad at it. It's a little anime-y, like everyone's always overreacting to everyone else, (laughs) like a little bit of that going on. So, you know, if you're, if you're sensitive to stuff like that, you might not be interested in it. But I'm sticking with it for now. I'm usually very sensitive to stuff like that. And it was kind of driving me nuts. I read volume two and three. Volume one hooked me so hard, though, that I'm like, I'm going to give it a couple more volumes before I bail. But we'll see what happens. All right. I also read volume one of Chainsaw Man. Have you heard of this?
1: Yes, it's been... I. Your just whole thing now is making me want to return to it's it's been a minute since I've read some some Japanese comics, so some some manga. So I, I really and I've heard some really good things about Chainsaw Man.
0: Reading Chainsaw Man, it feels like you're discovering Deadpool before everyone knows about Deadpool. Oh yeah. That's what it feels like. Like Chainsaw Man is so extra and weird and and off kilter and it's it's just so irreverent like and fun but like you're reading it knowing that idiots will get a hold of this and ruin it (laughs) like (laughs) like fans will fans will ruin chainsaw man for me but for now chainsaw chainsaw man is very good it's about a uh kid who uh is kind of roped into this um, devil hunting group. They hunt devils. They're these creatures that prey on people. uh, And they have all these different, like, uh, abilities. Like, one will be a devil of blood and one will be a devil of whatever. And they have different abilities associated with them. And Chainsaw Man uh, saves this dog with a chainsaw face (laughs) and they become buds. (laughs) <laughs> right. So and he's just a normal kid, right? And then the mafia decides they're going to kill him and they chop him up and they chop up the the dog with the chainsaw face. And then those two souls become interconnected. So now he's chainsaw man. And he's got a rip cord on his chest and he pulls it and then his feet, arms and face turn into chainsaws. And it's like super over the top action, super fun, but he's also like a kid who is not very like, he's not great at any social activity at all. He's basically been living on the street. He's very little social stuff at, at all, no parents. So it's, it's, he's a fucking weirdo. And like, all he wants to do is touch boobs, but like he can't. And he also has chainsaws that pop out of his hands. It's very weird. Jason's very weird, but it's very enjoyable. It actually, it made me, consider getting the shonen jump app because uh, apparently there's like 11 or 12 of chainsaw man out already and i was like i want to read these but i don't know if i want to spend like a hundred more dollars over the next 10 volumes you know what i mean yeah
1: yeah i was gonna yeah i was gonna ask who published it because i want to i wanted to at least like especially chainsaw man it sounds like i want to i really want to check out and and uh yeah get, get my little mitts at least it's on the little... first volume
0: it's a little, uh, uh, I don't know how to describe it other than jerky. Like the storytelling feels very like we're here, then we're here. And it like, it's like it moves quick in a way that feels different than a lot of American comics, for sure. Yeah. The other thing that I read was Delicious and Dungeon. Have you read any of those? You hear ever hear of those? No, I think I think you were tweeting about it or... think you yeah man i've been championing like this this comic is so good it is i so just real quick i bought like the first uh 10 volumes for uh my brother's kids during lockdown i bought uh like the first six whatever was out for my buddy chad after i stayed at his house at for dallas comic con i bought I bought them for myself and then gave them away and then bought them digitally. And now I'm back to buying them physical again. Like that's how much I love Fuck this yeah. book. Fuck yeah. It is. I've, I've done that with a few is, books.
1: Ex-
0: Hell yeah. Yeah. It is about, um, a group of adventurers and I'm going to, I read volume 11, which is like, we're deep in it. So we're not going to, I'm not going to talk about that, but at, at its core, when it starts, It's about a group of adventurers who go into this dungeon. Um, This dungeon pops up. They pop up all over. But this particular dungeon on this particular town attracts adventurers because adventurers want to go in and loot it, basically. Money, rich, fame, whatever. Yeah. So they go in intending to loot it. And one of their companions gets eaten by a dragon and a dragon will digest very slowly. So they're like, we got to get back into that dungeon, kill that dragon and get our companion back and the the hook of it is they don't have anything to eat they don't have any rations they don't have any money so they go into the dungeon and their plan is to just start eating the monsters so it's like it's half dungeon crawler half cooking show and so it's like they go into very very like intricate detail about like they fight like you know, these sentient mushrooms about, like, how they slice them up, prepare them in, like, an oil and, like, you know, like, stir-fry these mushrooms in order, and then it'll give you, like, a matrix of, like, protein and nutrition and things like that, of, like, all these kinds of things. And they do this throughout the book. And it it that's kind of the high concept of, the, of Delicious and Dungeon. The low concept is, like, they start to get into this idea of, like, what should be food and what shouldn't be food? And like, how do you decide that as a society? And then like, are we wrong to eat what we eat? Like, is anything wrong to eat what it eats? You know, like are the monsters wrong? Is, is like, it wades into this moral gray area and then goes further from there. It like just, it's just such a beautiful, beautiful book. I can't. I can't. I've been waiting to bring it to the pod for a while, and I just got the uh, volume 11, and it's just very, very good.
1: I'm definitely, while you were describing it, I hope you didn't think I was ignoring you, but I was...
0: Uh, adding it to your, to your wish list? Yeah, well, Well.
1: I, I, yeah, I was just first looking it up so I could just keep, like, a, a browser window, window open to make sure that yeah. that goes on the list, because that, that sounds like exactly my kind of shit. It's
0: very good. It's very quick reads cuz it's manga. Yeah. Um yeah, the first I think the first like 6 is like a nice arc and then it escalates from there. Yeah. I think um, I
1: think I think overall that's kind of a good selling point if anyone is kind of cagey about manga like you know for whatever reason, like just give as many different uh tries you can because like a lot of manga is a quick read and What's great about it being a yeah. quick uh, it being a quick read is that it, it 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 rewards you to to read it again, and then you can get really deep into yeah. the story and you can get really I've, really into it.
0: I've read and reread this series like four or five times already. Because like I think when uh, the volume ten came out, I was like, I don't really remember eight and nine because I read them like you know four months ago or whatever. And so I'm just like I'll just go start at the beginning and I just start o- start over again. And you can read them in like ins- inside of like I don't know, a couple of weeks. It's oh, like yeah. you burn through them. Oh yeah. The last book that I read was one that actually you recommended to me, Ooh. which was Hot Dog Taste Test. Oh yes, by Lisa Hanawalt. the lovely, lovely Lisa. Yeah, Hanawalt. yeah. I got I got it from the uh, uh, Drone and Quarterly uh, warehouse sale. Gave it a shot, Jason. That book is weird as shit, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> it's very, it's very, very good. I was taking pictures of it. It's not really a, a comic in a traditional sense. It's kind of like, uh, it feels like a food journal that has a a, a couple of like uh, uh, you know, branches off into other things occasionally. But it all like it's so funny and so odd and and all the paintings are very charming i was like taking pictures of them and dropping them into uh, some comic book discords that i'm in with like other professionals and stuff and like there was one there was one oh i got to i got to look it up i don't know if she was actually hired for this or or if this was an elaborate ruse within the comic book but let me it was when she was like in late 2013, I was hired to pitch new slogans for the adver- to an advertising firm. Here's a look at some of my sketches and concepts. And it's it's Subway stuff and it's like Subway eat the same. <laughs> Subway smell bread. And then it's Subway and it says sad taste and that's crossed out and it's like bad and it's, that's <laughs> crossed out. And it's like fuck flavor and that's <laughs> crossed out. And then it's like eat a tube of food <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like subway food option. And I, I posted these into a discord and one of the, one of the person, one of the people in the discord was like, I'm quite high, but I'm pretty confident that this is hilarious at a sobriety level as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. she's. I actually know the explanation for that. I heard her explain uh, that I haven't listened to her. She has a great podcast called baby geniuses. Everyone check it out and check out Tuca and Birdie. But uh, she said that uh, she was sketching once and she was thinking of like she's trying to motivate herself. And then she thought, like, just do it. Right. And then she, then yeah. she said she got like uh, like angry or just kind of like sad that like, you know, that it's actually kind of good advice that sometimes you just need to tell yourself to just do a thing. But anytime you say, well, just yeah. do it. You just now Nike infiltrates your head you know, like Nike, Yeah. you right. know, so like that just kind of like, at least like that, that was like the genesis of those, um, of those other, that
0: particular riff in that book. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Hell yeah. At uh, least v- very enjoyable. I, I was expecting more of a traditional comic, but it was still a, a great read and very fun.
1: Her more traditional one, uh, that, uh, D and Q actually, uh, did put out, uh, more recently is called uh, coyote dog girl. Uh, cool but, but but it's also still just it's still just as it's just so very weird she's I I adore as as someone who has always uh, known and enjoyed being a weird person it's also <laughs> it's also great to see someone just in such a beautiful loving way just be like yeah here's here's the weird stuff that's in my head like all the time <laughs>
0: right 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 yeah it's very much it's very much that uh so yes thank you for that recommendation it was very good i enjoyed it oh yeah unless you have anything else uh we can close it out
1: yeah let's let's close up the shop let's the all i'm sure you'll enter in like some
0: like you know gate closing sound effect right about here (laughs) i will never uh, what is this am i a morning radio dj to you jason come on listen if we
1: ever you know make any money at this. I'm going to get a soundboard and there's going to be a bunch of stingers on it. No, we can
0: never make money at this. We're never going to make money. You're going to have to hire a hitman
1: to stop me and and you me be right to stop We are
0: never going to make money at this. Never, (laughs) never. I'd like to say thank you for listening <laughs> that if you if you want to spread the word about this trash show, you can uh, you can please do that and also leave some stars and some likes and whatever, uh, wherever you're getting your podcast, some messages. Uh, all very welcome. Uh, yeah, If you want to s- if people want to get in touch with you,
1: well, if you want to send us money, uh, yes? uh, just send it to Nick. Nick's the one that does all the work anyway, so I'm just I'm just a listen, I'm a lamprey listen,
0: here, okay. So I don't I don't we're, if we're good need anything. If of people it. are gonna send us money, cash only. We're keeping this off the books. Don't tell the feds, okay? <laughs> Envelope in the park, dead drop. That's that's the only way I accept. That's it. our Patreon. <laughs> uh, if people want to get in touch with you, where do they do that?
1: Uh, on Twitter at King of Black Acid.
0: If people want to get in touch with me, I'm at Nick Phil on Twitter. Uh, the show also has a Twitter um, where every time a new episode drops, it gets posted up there uh, as well as some retweets and whatnot. Uh, I check it occasionally, not as much as I check my regular Twitter, but that is at world's second finest with two ND, the number two in there. So, uh, yeah, uh, please, uh, you know, if you've got any questions or anything or suggestions, let us know. Yeah, open to it. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Let's ru- let's run it down. List of enemies for, of the All pod. Right. All right. Michael Jordan.
1: Michael Jordan coming after you. Ghost of Bob Kane. Ghost of Bob Kane. I'm gonna gonna wh- whatever the ghostbuster's gun was called. Gonna, <laughs> gonna gonna shoot you with it.
0: Maybe Chicago in general. I don't I, jury's out on that one, but yeah, maybe no, I, maybe. I, I,
1: no, I love, I love too many Chicago comic book artists and okay. musicians okay. and stuff. So, you know, and, and I have very good friends who live there. So, you
0: know, a lot of, a lot
1: of love and for then, Chicago.
0: And then finally, Henry Kissinger, not a friend of the pod, won't be on the pod.
1: No, no, not, not, not <laughs> unless we're like murdering him live, you know, then.
0: You almost made me spit out my freak. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it almost went out my nose. <laughs> <laughs>